bit of a former cap student turned rapper leonard darks in troop 41 bringing us into cap chat today with do the john wall a classic uh in the cap chat studio today i am pleased to welcome a good friend of mine and one of broughton's finest brooks palmer brooks is a junior at unc and uh he is akin to one of our guest guest hosts here on cap chat tyler palmer brooks played for broughton for a couple years on the varsity team and we are really excited that he's joining us today on cap chat the official independent voice of broughton athletics brooks thanks for being here man how was your holiday it was good trey uh just stuck around here with the family uh nothing nothing too big but it was uh it was a good one how about you it was good man santa claus was uh santa claus was good to me got a lot of uh useful useful stuff so it was um really really good but uh, besides our holiday, we're just going to go ahead and dissect a lot of great content that we have for you guys regarding the holiday tournament. Like like last time with Dane, we were going to talk a little bit about Brooks's career with Broughton and where he where he is now and kind of uh, his impact on the program. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about Brooks. Um, Brooks, basketball runs deep in your family, man. You are one of three brothers to come through the Broughton basketball program. You've seen state championship appearances. You've seen a lot of wins and a lot of losses. And you even played on a holiday tournament title team. Uh, what's your most memorable moment as a Broughton player or as a spectator or both? You can talk about both. Um, I would say definitely uh, playing in that holiday tournament title game was quite an experience. Uh, just the crowd, you know, that whole, you know, the Broughton Stadium being filled out with people. Uh, it was pretty electric, a lot of fun. And uh, just remember Theron Suggs having, like, the game of his career that game, and it was a lot of fun to just be a part of that, uh, per- particularly because we played Millbrook in the in the championship, and, you know, that's our biggest rival. And so that just made it a little bit more special. Um, so that's definitely winning that title. Uh, it was definitely the best experience as a player. And then uh, as a spectator, it was definitely special considering my brother was on the state championship team. Uh, just seeing them play in the Dean Dome uh, was something that was really cool, and uh, I enjoyed watching that for sure. Very cool. I mean, you've been around the block for a while, so you've seen a lot of really special things at Broughton, which uh, is super cool. And um, I remember as I was a freshman when they uh, when his class went and won, won that holiday tournament title and and Brooks was just lethal man they they'd find him in the corner and he couldn't his form his stroke was sweet and they they just fed it to him every time and that was really really cool for him to be a part of that team and that that whole team was just uh, I think physically if you look at that team compared to the year that followed and and this year just way bigger than than teams in the past yeah that team uh, it, it was just disappointing. The whole state championship second round upset uh, to Northern Durham. I mean, that team was a really, really good squad. You know, we had Jerome who went to uh, Boston College and is doing really big things there. And then also Austin Burnett who has gone on to play at Campbell. Roy who's playing at uh, Washington and Lee. And then me and, and Theron Suggs, who's playing at uh, Emory and Henry, and those were the five starters. So I guess I'm the only one who ended up not playing real college basketball. But um, it's, it, that team was a really fun group to be around. Um, some of my best friends were on that team, no doubt about it. And uh, we just had a lot of camaraderie, and it was really disappointing for sure that that state championship lost. But 
I think that that holiday tournament title really speaks to how good that team was and the just the the talent we had. And the field was incredibly hard that year as well. Yeah. Um, definitely not something that you should take lightly, and you don't. Um, but, yeah, that team was – I mean, if Jerome was playing on our team today, he was the, the point guard. I, I guess Theron was the point guard, but Theron would be one of the tallest guys on our team this year. So that just kind of puts it in perspective how, how big and just physically massive that team was. Actually, one of the uh, core members of the Broughton basketball team this year, Tyler Palmer, also who has been a co-host on the show, just walked into the CapChat studios following a huge win over Christ School. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the game today? It's a big win for us, Trey. Uh, you know, moving forward against Leesville, a big game conference-wise uh, to see who will be the future uh, champion, possibly, of the Cap uh, 7. So getting this momentum forward for our team is is big, especially in this competitive tournament. Going two and one is is huge. What's it like having such a great family support squad for you here? I mean, you've got Zach, who's been in and out of the gym. Brooks has been there pretty much every game, and then you've got your uh, your normals, uh, your parents, who would just make every game and are there early and they stay late just to see you play. What's it like to have such a a strong support group with you in the in the bad times and in the good times? It's awesome. They always give me feedback, whether it's good or bad, um, and that's that's what makes me such a a great player and uh, trying to guide and be a leader for uh, my teammates as well. So that's that's been big for me and making me the player I am today. Well, Tyler, we'll let you rest after that uh, great performance today. Thank you so much for coming in on CapChat today. We will see Tyler soon, maybe next week. Tyler, yes? Sure. Yes, Tyler will be on CapChat next week, be able to tune in and uh, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Now we are now on iTunes. Just go into the podcast app and search either CapChat or Trey Walker, and it will be the first thing that pops up. Hit the subscribe button, and you'll be notified whenever a new CapChat is posted. Now, back to Brooks, who we have in the studio, Brooks Palmer, the older brother of Tyler, who just hopped on. Um, Thank you, Tyler. But uh, we just talked about kind of his memories with uh, the holiday tournament and his uh, kind of his best experiences with the team. And my follow-up question to that would be, when you lost in the uh, second round to Northern Durham and Kentrell Barkley, was that the end of the road for you? Or when you got into UNC, did you envision yourself, you know, trying out for JV? Or, or did, was that, you know, the last time you'd lace him up? Yeah, so after that loss um, – it it kind of dawned on me that this might be the last time I play competitive basketball. And, you know, that's pretty emotional kind of thing to deal with uh, when you've just been upset and you're a part of a team that, you know, I and a lot of other people believed was going to go pretty far in that state tournament. Um, definitely a, a tough pill to swallow. And so just thinking on it for the next couple weeks, I was just like, this – is something I've worked really hard at. Um, I've put a lot of time into becoming the best player that I can. And I know that UNC's got a JV team that's competitive, that is led by one of the UNC assistant coaches, and that you know if you're good enough and you contribute enough, so on and so forth, that you can become a part of the varsity team. You can, you can move your way up. And so after like really trying to come to grips with that loss and – come to grips with, you know, it might be the end of my basketball career. I was just like, no, this is not going to be the end. And I put my mind to making the JV team. And honestly, just having that feeling of, you know, this 
might be the end of the road, I think pushed me a little bit more than I had been pushed in my life just to make sure because I think I kind of had a feeling of desperation like what am I going to do without this? It's been such a huge part of my life for, you know, 8 to 10 to 12 years and um, it was that's what that's what really pushed me and I so I think that loss kind of helped me um, just to to try to become the best player that I could and uh, to, to try to make the JV team and then eventually the varsity team because obviously uh, that's the that's the end goal but that's kind of what that loss did for me I think which you know was a blessing in disguise I guess you could say yeah Brooks uh, Brooks is still you know grinding and working to get on that varsity spot um, I, there was a UNC JV player called up a couple weeks ago right yeah. Um, uh, one of my good buddies, Kane Ma, shout out Kane Ma, uh, got called up uh, a couple weeks ago. He's been practicing and traveling with the team. Really happy for him. He's one of my good buddies. Really have enjoyed getting to know him over the past couple years. But um, he got moved up a couple weeks ago, and so you know it's it's a it's something that can definitely happen, and uh, that's why I'm just continuing to work hard and give it everything I've got to you know hopefully one day get the call up. That is the the end goal for Brooks, um, and UNC is is very unique in that sense that they are one of the only you know Power Five Division One schools that has a JV team, and uh, they end up playing. Brooks will tell you that they end up playing you know a lot of prep schools, Hargrave, um, and a lot of prep schools because a lot of schools don't have JV teams. So it's it's a very cool thing that UNC has to let you know people try out for JV, and then the best of the best get to go up to varsity. So. Um, and on that JV team, you got the chance to play with your older brother, Zach. And this was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time that you've actually played competitive basketball on the same team with Zach. What kind of, what was that like? Yeah, so obviously we'd played a ton together, you know, growing up and everything. But this was the first time that I'd played on a competitive team with him. Um, and it was a really cool experience. You know, I got to UNC and he was a junior and I was a freshman, and I was like, dude, I'm trying to play JV basketball, and I want to push it and really make this team. And I think me coming in with the mindset that I was going to make it pushed him a little bit harder to, to go for it um, just because I was thinking of how good of an experience it could be. Um, so we really worked hard that fall before tryouts and then ended up making it, played two years together, and I can say for sure that he is – probably the best team teammate I've ever had just really unselfish always makes the right play never concerned with you know how what what kind of stats do I have he's just the ultimate team player and wants to do whatever he can to help the team win and it's always nice to have somebody like that you know on your on your side of things um, not to mention he's my brother and so it was, it's it was cool to have a family member on the team and to get ex- to experience that whole deal together so it was an awesome awesome deal with with all that going on that's definitely uh not something that you hear of every day two uh two brothers getting to team up on the same team um so that was a very unique experience for brooks now on to the holiday tournament from this year you've been around most of the games this year you, you pretty much made tyler every every one of tyler's games and you've seen some of the other prep teams and it's been quite a showcase as it normally is of some of the best upcoming talents in basketball highlighted by Kobe White, UNC commit Joey Baker, a Duke commit and uh, Vernon Carey, one of the most uh, highly 
acclaimed big men in the sophomore class this year, and those are just to name a few. We mentioned earlier that you won the entire side of your bracket in the Holiday Invitational that year. What is it like when you see big, big stars like this play against, you know, Broughton, and, and what is it like as opposed to normal games? You know, it's a different environment. There's banners, there's people, there's lights, there's noise. It's definitely not, you know, a Friday home game, but it's it's, uh, it's definitely not you know, an on-the-road game either. It's it's very unique and it's very different. Can you kind of speak to what what that's like? Yeah, I think that obviously it's it's a big, big deal around Raleigh. Um, everyone comes out and just wants to see what there is to see. Um, everyone cares a lot about basketball around here, so they all come to, to watch. And so it's an interesting dynamic. You know, the gym is packed pretty much the whole day. Um You've got a lot of oohs and ahs going on. You know, everyone's reacting to every little thing. Uh, so there is a lot of noise. And I think that um, it's really a dynamic that enables, like, young young high school players to get a feel for what it's like to play on a big stage, you know. And that that pays dividends, I think, in the long term because, first of all, you're playing against competition that is better than most of – the teams that, you know, Broughton, for instance, or Panther Creek, whoever it may be, is going to play in their conference and most of the year. So they're, they're playing better competition, and then also they're in an environment where there's more people that, than they're going to play in front of for pretty much the whole year. So that kind of pressure and atmosphere, I think, really enables them to get an experience that, that puts – you know, puts pressure on them, and it makes them get used to that pressure and be able to perform under it. And I think that that was the case for me and the case for, you know, a lot of these kids. You just got to get used to playing in the spotlight, and uh, it, it's it definitely takes a little bit to get used to, but, you know, obviously there are some – the guys who are used to it, you know, the Kobe Whites and everything, it, it shows, and it just takes a little bit. But I think it's really good for these young guys, and it's obvi- – I mean, it's really fun to watch for, for me – you know, coming back and see all the upcoming stars, you know, it's it's fun to be around, and all of Raleigh really embraces it, so it's always fun to get back and watch it. Yeah, it's uh, something that we've been fortunate enough to host for a very, very long time, because we have the, we're obviously fortunate enough to have such a great facility to play in, and it's just something that we've always taken tremendous pride in, so we are a regular attender, and that's probably something that we'll be doing for a while, but moving on, um, in Broughton's first game, it was nothing short of a packed house to support the Caps as they faced off against Julian Newman and Downey Christian Academy. Newman had gained a lot of recognition thus far in his basketball career. He's been compared to Steph Curry because of his range beyond the arc and uh, his quickness. This wasn't so apparent against us in our first game. Newman shot just 2 for 10 from the field and finished with 12 points. What do you think we did well defensively to shut him down early and get Downey's offense out of sync early? Yeah, so I think um, DJ Thomas uh, did a really good job guarding him, and part of that is just I think DJ's just as small as he is, and so the ability to kind of get up under him and be on his level, I think threw um, him off a little bit just because he's probably used to a little bit taller guys guarding him who may be not quite as quick. Um, And so that kind of got under his skin a little bit, I think. And then also just – the the atmosphere, I think that the Broughton student section got in his head a little bit. And, I mean, honestly, just the whole he, – he didn't start off very hot, and then he's trying to, you know, walk down the court and pull it from, you know, 
25, 30 feet, and it's just like, you know, what's going on what here? Doing, man? Yeah, exactly. And so as soon as you start taking those shots that are just like, as a coach, and his dad was the coach, so he's probably okay with it, but as a coach, you're just like, that's not a good shot. When we want to get in there and, and get a good one, you know, get a layup to get us going and then build from there. Um, I just think that his, I guess, selfishness and kind of ability to not really just take it easy and, and try to get a good shot, I think, played to his team's detriment. I think he was trying to do a little bit too much, and um, that that's kind of how it went down. And and DJ Thomas's ability to kind of get under him, I think, played a, a vital role in that for sure. Yeah, and I think here uh, you had mentioned this to me earlier after the game, but uh, he, this is a classic example of where there, where one dude is just not as strong as five dudes on the, on the court and where team ball takes such a, a front seat with something like this is that Newman, you know, he, there was so much hype surrounding him and the rest of his team. He had a, he had a couple guys that, that were decent, but um, the team's offense, you could tell, was definitely centered around him jacking up all these absurd shots. But when he goes cold, there was no backup plan. And so the, one great thing that we have this year is we have five guys, and then we've got a, we've got a definitely a great bench. That First of all, everyone can play every position on the floor for the most part, and uh, every, every dude can play. Every dude can compete. He can stick guys that are at the end of the bench in in the first quarter, and they'll give it their all, as we saw today against Christ School with Jaquem Clark. He got in, um, hardly gets any burn, but he got a good amount of minutes today just uh, because of his athleticism. You know, we've got guys that excel in specific categories that if you make them all together, you know, it's a 10. And um, that is where we saw the team aspect of Broughton really take over here and there's a certain point mentally where I think it just got to Julian Newman you know the crowd was definitely not in his favor the overrated chants were ridiculous as you saw in the the ball is life and it was all over Twitter and all that stuff but when he got that technical when he did the nut punch with Darian that was kind of when the momentum just definitely swing to our side and that's when we started to run away with it but uh, yeah I definitely think it was a, a team win for sure yeah I agree and I think that um just kind of in response to that I think that he, the whole hype surrounding him and it's not just him it's a lot of other young players but all the flashy stuff all the you know quick pulling the ball behind your back and just trying to dribble you know take a taking 12 dribbles when you get the ball and then not really going anywhere with it I think that that kind of speaks a lot to the trend basketball is taking you know it's a lot of focus on individuality and you know with these ball is life and all these you know mixtape companies trying to hype all these kids up it's all about you know like what can I do to get on a mixtape what can I do to to get on Twitter or YouTube or whatever it may be and um, you know as you said I think that the teams that are able to get past that and say, you know, like if we are all willing to sacrifice for each other and sacrifice for the good of the team, those teams are probably going to beat the the teams that are worried about who's going to get on the next mixtape, you know, nine times out of ten. And so, I mean, and I've talked to plenty of people about this, um, just the state of basketball where it's all about me, 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 and you see it with, you know, all these guys transferring They in college, you know, they go – some high school thing too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it, but it's it, you see the results across the board. I mean, they, they transfer in high school, they transfer in college, but I think it really becomes apparent in college because 
the good players go to college, and there's very few kids who are willing to work and, and say, I might not play my freshman year, but I'm going to play my sophomore, my junior, and senior year. I'm I'm working now to be the best player I can be for this team a year or two from now. And there are very few guys who are willing to put in that work. Um, and I think it's it's kind of disappointing. I know I sound like an old-timer right now, but I think it is a little disappointing just because you see guys like Luke May who I can tell you firsthand, I played against him when I was a junior in high school. He was – he was a good player, but he just worked his tail off. He goes to UNC, he starts off as a walk-on, and he just he just worked his butt off for a year, two years, and he continues to work his butt off. But he he's seeing the fruits of his labor pay off. He's the leading scorer for UNC right now, and he it's just based off of hard work. You know, he said, "All right, I'm not going to play this year, but I'm going to help this team next year and the year after, and, and I'm going to make an impact." And I think that. There are very few kids who are willing to do that. And I know we're getting off topic from Julian Newman, but I think that it just, his whole, the whole aura surrounding him and all the flashiness, you know, I think it just says something about the individuality. And uh, I think that the guys who are willing to sacrifice for the team, the guys who are really willing to to work hard and go into a situation and say, like, I'm talented, but I've got things to learn, you know, those are the guys who are going to be most successful. Obviously, you know, the talent's there for, for a lot of these kids, but if you're willing to if, – if you have the talent, but yet you're also willing to put in the work and willing to sacrifice for your team, like, you are a prized possession at this point because there's a lot of kids who are just focused on BBB, and uh, it's – you know, that's just kind of how, how things have gone, but – yeah, it's definitely not. You don't sound like an old timer. I would, would second most of the points that you said there, and I think that a, a lot of that can be accredited to AAU. I think the AAU is really kind of watering down, and I think it, in, a, in a sense it's kind of ruining basketball because you know it, they bring all these kids to these tournaments and they give them all this free stuff and they say you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, and these college coaches are there and, and they look at them, and I think it's just it's so much more about pumping the guys up, and uh, I think that the core values of a, of a team, you know, of, of a unit, and I think that it's less apparent in basketball because you can have one dude that can, as, as we saw, Kobe White really, really won the game for Greenfield um, in, our, in our second round game, but I think it's, it's less apparent in, in football, and we talked about this on Cap Chat in the fall with football, is that if one guy m- makes a mistake, the whole unit will fail, and I think that there's more... And there, there's less of that in basketball because if you got one guy that can just you know change change the game like Kobe did, um, you can just feed him the rock every time and and you uh, you you will win. But it's uh, I think I definitely think that you're right in the in the sense that you know the value of team is is definitely something that's kind of not been lost, but it's definitely uh, trending in the wrong direction. But we saw on in our first round game that you know five beats one, and uh, that's something that will continue to roll with the rest of the year. Like I said, we ended up beating Downey Christian in the first game, losing to Greenfield by two in the second game. And uh, as Tyler said earlier today, we uh, 
We beat Christ School today to finish with a 2 and one record in the John Wall Invitational this year, taking third place in the David West bracket. Highest finish since Brooks's team won it. Something that we're very proud of, and we got a big slate next week. So uh, we definitely need the Caps Crazies to show out, too. Uh, we've got Leesville and Gibbons next week, so um, those are two games that you definitely want to hit. Brooks, it's been great talking with you, man. Thanks so much for coming on Cap Chat this week. Yep, I appreciate you having me, Trey. And uh, with that, that will be all the time we have here today on CapChat. Like I had mentioned earlier, we are always on SoundCloud. You can always find us on SoundCloud, and we are now on iTunes. So be sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends, retweet. This is something that is is growing. It's a growing movement at Broughton, and uh, we would love your support. So thank you, and we'll see you next week.